Anyway, here are some names of imaginary space cat people you requested. Hey, thanks, Phone. You're really helpful. Okay, you say the name, and I'll think up their Valentine card. And could you maybe play some sexy music? Lion-O. Hey, girl. I'd say you weren't the girl of my dreams. But I'd be lying. Oh. Happy Valentine's Day. Panthro. Hey. Are those hot pants? No. Maybe they just look that way because you're wearing them. Valentine. That one got kind of out of hand there. Chitara. Hey, girl. Is your name Chitara? Because you're the fastest land mammal that ever ran into my heart. Happy Valentine's Day. Snarf. Hey, girl. When you said snarf, I thought you said scarf. And that's why I've got my arms wrapped around your neck, but in a in a warm, loving embrace sort of way. You know, like a like a scarf. But you actually said snarf, referring to the uh, referring to that Thundercats character. So I guess just this is more of a weird hug. Happy Valentine's Day. Mumra. Hi, I'm a evil mummy sorcerer guy, and I I must have lost some of my bandages somewhere because whenever you're around, I fall to pieces. Happy Valentine's Day. Dear listener, if you or someone you know happens to work at a company that prints up the Valentines, maybe you could play that last bit for them and let them know I'm available. So anyway, dear listener, maybe you're not so much into Valentine's Day. Maybe you're allergic to chocolate. Or maybe you think the weird societal pressure from romance on a scheduled day is off-putting. Or maybe you think the idea of a muscly cartoon mummy-fighting lion man from space is silly and shouldn't have co-opted a day to celebrate a third-century Roman saint. Maybe you think there's no such thing as Thundercats Valentines. And there never was or is this bizarre Thundercat Valentine's Day connection. And it only exists in my warped mind. I don't know, dear listener. And the world may never know. But my point is, when I look at this crazy, topsy-turvy... Turvy? Is that the saying? Topsy-turvy? Why does turvy seem wrong? For that matter... Why does Topsy seem right? But I'm getting off track. The world is topsy-turvy, all right? Yes, I'm saying topsy-turvy with passion and gusto because that's the situation. For instance, you remember not that long ago when if you were trying to find a Nazi, you had to book a flight to South America and hike around the dangerous Amazon for months, maybe years, Trying to catch a glimpse of a rare, elusive Nazi? I read a book once about about the true accounts of the Mossad, which is like Israel's version of the CIA. They're hunting down this Nazi named Adolf Eichmann. And the dude was harder to find than Carmen Sandiego. They ended up catching him in Argentina in 1960. Which means he'd been playing Follow the Clues, gumshoes! For 20 years. Anyway, that's how difficult Nazi hunting used to be. I wonder how hard it is now. You want to do a little Nazi hunting, dear listener? Right here from the Car Slash Recording Studio? Hmm, let me just fire up Twitter here and we'll do a search. 
and we'll do a search for, I don't know, hashtag mega. We scroll through the ironic ones until we get pictures of Pepe the Frog. Speaking of weird cartoon characters, co-opting things, am I right? As you scroll down, you start hearing this noise. Did you hear that? The farther down you scroll, the, the louder it gets. Now listen, I don't care where you stand on the political spectrum, dear listener. This isn't about that. And for the record, I don't, I don't think Trump's a Nazi. But it, it would have been nice if he rejected that endorsement he got from the Klan, wouldn't it? You remember? And he was all... Well, just so you understand, I don't know anything about David Duke, okay? I don't know anything about what you're even talking about with uh, white supremacy or white supremacists. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Did, did he endorse me or what's going on? Because, you know, I know nothing about David Duke. I know nothing about white supremacists. Dear listener, I know many Americans. I work with Americans every day. Well, I'm not an American myself... I did grow up every morning eating cereal looking out my back window, the city of Buffalo. And I don't mean looking at Buffalo in the sense of Sarah Palin standing in Alaska looking at Russia. But you know, Alaska used to be Russia, so maybe so maybe I'll give her a break. But my point is, if I had a boat, I could have been eating chicken wings in 20 minutes. Why did I bring that up? Just to say that I know many Americans... And if there's one thing your average American knows, better than anyone else in the world, it's American history. Ask an American about the Louisiana Purchase, and they'll talk for like 20 minutes. They won't shut up about the Louisiana Purchase. We get it, all right. You got a great deal on Louisiana. Can we move on? But it's not just about the Louisiana Purchase. They can tell you how many wooden teeth the lady that sewed the first U.S. flag had. And they'd be shocked, by the way, that I, I can't immediately recall the lady who sewed together the first American flag. But my point is, if it was a historically significant event that happened within their borders, they know about it. And Donald Trump, well, he knows what the stinking KKK is. I mean, I know what the KKK is. And I don't even know the lady who sewed the American flag. I keep wanting to say Betty Ross, but she's Bruce Banner's love interest in The Incredible Hulk. And I guess we all have our own Louisiana purchase, dear listener. Mine just happens to be make-believe, designed to entertain prepubescent boys. But I digress. Not rejecting a Klan endorsement doesn't make you a Nazi, I guess. And to be fair, his campaign did issue a statement afterwards. But it would have been nice if, you know, he rejected it right there. One of the three times the CNN reporter asked him to. Just would have been nice. But there's this rise in white nationalism on the right. Co-opting conservatives like a space cat man co-opting Valentine's Day. And there's these extreme anti-fact guys on the left. We're almost as bad. I rank them slightly better because I'm not a fan of fascism myself, but if you're violently opposed to fascism, willing to uprise in violence, violence and chaos at the mere glimmer of it, they'd love nothing better than to jump into a time machine and kill baby Hitler. 
But of course, they they don't have time machines. They're looking around for a metaphorical baby Hitler to slay in the present. They want to stop the next Reich dead in its tracks before it gains any momentum. And don't get me wrong, dear listener. Reichs should be stopped. It's a noble cause. But if you're quelling any ignorance, any redneck or ultra-conservative, any dissenter who doesn't fit into your vision of a utopian society that only exists in your own brain, and the brains of your college-educated, urban-dwelling hipsters, and you kind of squint your eyes, and you listen really carefully, My point is, the world is topsy-turvy. And I'm always checking the news lately. And it's like watching wrestling. You've got Donald Trump talking about the PM of Australia. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah, macho madness, yes. And you've got Kim Jong-un. And the power of the madness and the mania just blew my 24-inch guns out. And Meryl Streep and Rosie O'Donnell. Yep, and think for one second that I'm just going to sit there and take them and knock them out there and beat you to a pulp. And you just know it's all leading up to some sort of main event. Something you'll have to get on pay-per-view. But this topsy-turvy world is like some old-school playground equipment. From back before, they replaced everything with foam rubber. Some sort of rusty steel balancing apparatus. And oh boy, is it fun. A lot of the fun is in the danger. You just know someone's going to get hurt real bad. We don't know who. Maybe all of us. Probably all of us, actually. But the far left and the... And the far right are making the whole thing swing wildly. And they look like, uh, you know on TV when you see apes going nuts in a cage? They're just going nuts because they've forgotten to care who gets hurt. But we haven't forgotten, have we, dear listener? No, we know that just because there doesn't seem to be any grown-ups monitoring the situation at the moment, it doesn't mean we should go nuts with the rest of them. And the left side is frantically insisting we join them. And the right is all... But not us, dear listener. Not today. We stay right in the middle where it's calmest. We pull a folded-up valentine out of our pocket. We calmly sit down, cross-legged, because we're kids, remember? And we can still do that without injuring ourselves. And there's a picture of Tigra, the half-man tiger on it, and it says, Tiger? More like Geiger, as in like a a Geiger counter. Except instead of radiation, it it measures love. And Tigra is holding a pink and red Geiger counter with hearts on it. And you can see it's got the highest reading. The needle is all the way to the right. And the right side of the gym apparatus takes a break from all their kicking and stomping. And the left, too. And they listen to us in the middle. Confused by our strange, calm, cross-legged ways. 
and they begin to listen carefully. One of the first things that a child learns in a healthy family is trust. Slowly, they begin to realize they were acting a little nuts there for a while. And one by one, they start to calm down, sit cross-legged, and begin to sound a little more like the great Fred Rogers. I'm very much concerned as I know Just as everyone's calmly sitting, the teacher slash recess monitor comes and says, You kids aren't supposed to be up here. Come on down. So wonder nobody got hurt. And we all agree we should never have been up there in the first place. But if in the analogy the that playground equipment was a topsy turvy world and and how does that work? We would have been born and basically trapped on the playground equipment. What do I know, dear listener? I'm just a tea podcaster. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for listening to today's Tea with Kenny P. Please send your questions, thoughts, and feedback to Ken at today's tea with Kenny or at Pelican on Twitter. If you like the show, give it a glowing review wherever you find podcasts. Or better yet, recommend this show to a friend. Happy.